This podcast is presented by SoCalREN, the Southern California Regional Energy Network. We're a collection of local governments that come together to promote energy efficiency programs for residents, businesses, and public agencies. Welcome to Re-Energizing Communities, your connection to conversations about energy efficiency that can help you influence change at home, at work, and in your community. Thanks so much for joining us. In today's episode, our host, Julie Castro, welcomes Sona Coffee, Environmental Programs Administrator for Cool Irvine's Cool Block Program. She discusses how the city of Irvine is creating planet-friendly, disaster-resilient, and community-rich neighborhoods in an effort to reach carbon neutrality by 2030. Let's listen in. Sona, thank you so much for joining us today. The city of Irvine recently launched a campaign to reach carbon neutrality by 2030. Can you give our listeners some background on this new initiative? It's the best of times and the worst of times as we're witnessing the local and the global impacts of the climate crisis and really you know, our dependence on fossil fuels and the impact that that's had. Our communities like Irvine, we're at a critical point where we can decide which of those two cities we want to be. And a big part of this is how we're going to power our energy use and the buildings we live and work in and the way that we move our people and our goods through our cities. So what we've done here in Irvine and our community and our city council really rallied around this is working on carbon neutral by 2030. Last summer, our council uh, unanimously endorsed a resolution. We're calling it the Irvine Achieves Resolution. And that outlines these values and action areas that we need to pursue to attain a zero carbon local economy goal here in Irvine. It's our hope that a city like Irvine can do this and identify the best way forward that other cities will be able to follow and that we can make carbon neutral communities a reality here in California and eventually across the country. Irvine has just made this decision to be carbon neutral, but can you give a little more background about what that means and why it's important? Our resolution refers to zero carbon by 2030, and that's based on the the latest scientific targets calling for a reduction in emissions to reduce the impacts of climate change. We also refer to this as carbon neutral, a net zero emission of climate warming gases, uh, where we're looking at the amount of emissions being generated, equaling the amount removed from the atmosphere or eliminated elsewhere. How we achieve this is important because we're trying to reduce all these emissions locally, you know, upgrading our energy consumption to create you know, cleaner energy sources. But we understand that there may be other ways to address carbon emissions, including these local nature-based solutions, such as the city's impressive amount of protected open space and aggressive tree planting initiatives. More information on how we're working through all of this with our climate efforts and the actual you know, Irvine Achieves resolution, that's available on our climate planning website, and that's um, cityofirvine.org slash climate. Can you speak to the city's long history of energy efficiency and building benchmarking with SoCalREN and how they've impacted and are already contributing to this goal? SoCalREN, they work with the city to benchmark our facilities and help identify energy efficiency improvements that are needed. And so recently we received a report uh, summarizing these projects and estimate 
$400,000 in savings and incentive rebates that SoCalRAN has helped secure for the city. So it's you know, definitely a, a really great partnership and a, a fruitful one for the community to be able to help the city be more efficient and realize those savings. Um, historically, Irvine's been progressive on energy issues. Uh, we adopted a 20-year energy plan back in 2008. And that was updated in 2020 and highlights several recommendation areas that we're pursuing today so we can reduce our energy consumption in our energy supply and buildings in the transportation sector. The most significant thing that's happened of, of late is reducing emissions from our energy supply. And that was a result of all the work that the city did to lead the formation of the first community choice energy service in Orange County. And that's the OC Power Authority. Our energy plan identified that opting in our customers to 100% renewable energy would be the most substantial way to reduce emissions in the energy sector. The, the cities of Buena Park, Huntington Beach, and Irvine all made that landmark decision this past February to go with 100% renewable energy. This decision does make Irvine the largest city in the country to launch with 100% renewable energy as its default service. It's uh, definitely something we're excited about and happy to see moving forward. For people looking for more information on OC Power, that's available at um, ocpower.org. So in addition to these past achievements, can you let us know what steps Irvine is planning to take to meet this monumental goal? We are tackling this, looking at the climate crisis as the issue of our generation so that we can secure a climate safe future for those that come after us. By setting this goal, it gives us an ambitious target to work towards, and we were a third city in California to do so, and I think a few more have started to take on this ambitious challenge um, as we're moving forward and really seeing the impacts of the climate crisis in our cities. Um, in Irvine, we've taken some systematic steps to get to this point for where we're even ready to take on this goal. So, you know, as we mentioned, there was the, the strategic energy plan that was completed and that identified the pathways that we need to follow to reduce our emissions and our energy consumption in key areas. While that was being developed, you know, we set up the framework for the community choice energy opportunity. And now as OC Power Authority has begun its formation as an independent entity, the city is working on its own internal climate action and adaptation plan. And this is the first comprehensive climate planning effort in Orange County kicked that off late last summer. And then we're completing our greenhouse gas emissions inventory you know, for municipal and, and community-wide sectors, and also a consumption-based inventory. And this is what will give the community an insight to the emissions that are being generated outside of our city boundaries, but that are impacted by our own lifestyle choices. So we'll be organizing community workshops to share information on these inventories, give the community a sense of what actions can be taken individually and at the local government level so that we can reduce our emissions. It's meant to be an inclusive process across all of our sectors, working with advocacy groups, with businesses, the university, and other stakeholders to ensure that we're gathering feedback from all of those in Irvine who are impacted by climate issues so that we can design a plan that really represents a sustainable path forward. We're a pretty large city with over 300,000 residents. And so we're looking for ways to get the word out and engage with um, individuals that live here. And we've, to do that, we've launched the Cool City Program. And this was a, an initiative that we launched in January. And a key focus of this program is the carbon neutral by 2030 goal. Um, and developing a shared leadership framework to engage community members at the neighborhood level through the Cool Block program that empowers individuals to take action uh, starting in their own homes. Within the campaign, Irvine residents can become a Cool Block leader. 
Can you explain how that works? We are hoping to change perceptions on climate change and show individuals and other local governments that we can have an impact on this. Partnered with the Empowerment Institute to run the Cool Block program. And this is where you know, residents will volunteer to serve as a Cool Block leader and engage with the neighbors on their street to form Cool Block teams. These teams will meet in person or virtually. They'll review a series of workshops on topics to improve sustainability and quality of life in their neighborhood. The block leaders receive training and materials from the Empowerment Institute, and then they'll work with their teams on hosting the different topics for each session and following along with the resources they're provided. At the end of each workshop, residents will identify the actions they want to take. So for example, moving towards a plant-based diet a few days a week, or, or maybe even permanently, or exploring renewable energy and energy efficiency options such as solar and heat pumps. And then they'll report back to their team on their progress. And through this program, we're hoping to, that individuals can identify how their actions will have these results to reducing their carbon footprint footprint in their homes, but then also on their blocks in their community. So street by street, neighborhood by neighborhood. Eventually, we're planning to roll this out community-wide. I know that there's already 200 residents that have signed up to participate as cool block leaders. How do other residents that want to reduce their carbon footprint get involved? So we have the program set up through coolirvine.org. So we have program managers that run the Cool Irvine Initiative from the Empowerment Institute, and they're the ones that go through the Cool Block Leader training and getting the team set up so that they can go on this climate journey together. And we are expecting with the 200 residents that have already signed up, if each of those 200 residents becomes block leaders and they form blocks of maybe five households per block, then you have a thousand homes in Irvine that are already going through the program uh, just in the first year of this initiative rolling out. So we're very excited to see how the, the results in the program will play out. And we always want more people to become involved. So we can take as many residents to be volunteers and cool block leaders to either lead a team or join a team as many that, as are, are interested here in Irvine. What types of residents are getting involved? Do you have any students? That's probably the most inspiring part of this program because at, at the outset, I thought you know, this might be challenging for people to want to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm going to volunteer. And yes, I'm going to go knock on my neighbor's door and invite them to do this. But then to see young people that are involved. So we've got high school freshmen that were probably some of the youngest ones that have signed up to do this. And they're so excited about it, I think, because it gives people a sense of, yes, I can have an impact and I can do something around the climate crisis here in my own neighborhood. And it gives people an opportunity to connect with one another and meet their neighbors and engage at that level for our youth in particular, because they see that this is, this is the future they are going to inherit. So they want to have an active part in being a participant in helping solve this climate crisis here at their neighborhood level. Does Cool Irvine have any upcoming events or are you offering any specific trainings to residents to inform them about the program? We'll do these trainings every two months so that we are trying to accommodate people's schedule, whether it's, you know, wanting to do something during the summer when kids are off or avoiding the summer if people are, are in and out of town and doing something through the school year. Residents can sign up by visiting coolirvine.org and there's an events page there where the, the training schedule is listed. We'll be happy to take uh, as many people as are interested. What if some of the listeners are not Irvine residents? Is there an opportunity for them to get involved? For residents that are interested in Cool Block, you know, starting this neighborhood engagement initiative, that can be done as a pilot through the Empowerment Institute. Interested members can visit coolblock.org for that information. 
they have a $20 fee per house to set up the, the web portal and have that support people to run the pilot. And then they're going to be working on the details for the full community-wide initiative. And that'll be available at coolcity.earth through that Empowerment Institute program. What have you learned through this process that you would share with other cities that are interested in this initiative? To solve the climate crisis, it's going to take all of our cities working together. We're, you know, happy to pilot this and start this initiative here in Irvine. And hopefully we can share what we're learning along the way and provide some guidance of this is how we went through it, but this is how you might be able to do it better and or easier moving forward. This is a whole community effort. So for us, the city level to just come up with a plan or initiative on our own that doesn't integrate voices from each of the sectors that will be impacted. We don't see that as something that would be meaningful or something that we'd be able to implement. So it's identifying each of those stakeholders at the outset and starting that engagement process as one of the pieces, right? One of the tools to to take forward and get this climate action carbon neutral goal in place. For other cities that are interested in doing it, there are several platforms to take. And we're looking at some of the other opportunities. There's something called the Thriving California or Thriving Cities Initiative. Since we're trying to see if that might be a platform to help us move this even further to the next step. But we've set these pieces in place where we're understanding our energy, we're understanding our consumption, we're looking at our climate planning and coming up with the measures that'll help us reduce in each of these sectors. So all of that takes some time and resources and planning the city level. And for that, we need you know, community support, support from our elected officials, support from the city government uh, to work together and make those plans a reality. And you know, what we're doing with this carbon neutral challenge is cool city challenge. You know, the Empowerment Institute is calling it uh, the moonshot challenge of our time. And this is, ties along with um, President Kennedy's remarks on the space race this moonshot climate challenge where we're trying to solve the climate crisis. And it's really that we're choosing to pursue carbon neutrality and take on the climate challenge, uh, not because they're easy, but because it's hard, uh, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills, because that challenge is the one that we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win. What do you think is something that residents or businesses should be most excited about coming out of this initiative? I think the examples and the opportunity to highlight some of these initiatives, we'll call them case studies, some of the newer technologies to show our residents and also our businesses how these things are working in reality. So through the Cool Block program, we've got residents that are already converting their homes. So residents that have gone through the electrification process and are moving, they put in heat pumps, they're looking to get a hot pump water heater, they're setting up their homes for solar and energy storage, can really start to see these communities of the future where you're future-proofing your home to be ready and climate resilient to whatever may come. So whether the power is being shut down because there's a high wind advisory or a wildfire event, and your home can be the place where you're, you're ready to continue operations and have renewable energy and energy storage to, to keep your home and facility running. So these are the types of things that we're looking towards. And we're starting to see this transition happening now. So it makes me happy to see these things happening and trying to identify the resources that we can help with to ease this transition, um, rebates that are out there already, what's coming down the line from uh, state incentives and federal incentives, and then hopefully from the city that we can offer our own package to help residents with this as well. So definitely more, more to come on that as we work on this throughout the year. You mentioned incentives available to help residents and businesses take steps toward reducing their carbon footprint. 
what role do those play in getting people on board? Coming up with the resources to implement some of these actions and make them a reality, that does come with a cost. And we understand that part for the community. In addition to trying to identify and pass on the resources and rebates that are available from the different agency partners, we've also launched the Solarize Irvine campaign. And so that just kicked off on Earth Day. And we're very excited to be working with a nonprofit called OC Go Solar that's right here in Irvine. And it's a program that will help Irvine residents that are interested in going solar and helping them secure a discounted community rate on the solar quotes. The way OC Go Solar works is they, they put out a request for proposals. They identify a community evaluation panel. So they'll get volunteers from the community to come and review the proposals from the solar vendors and select one or a couple of vendors. And then they'll start uh, doing these solar educational workshops. And that's where residents can sign up. Uh, come in and ask their questions and get quotes on the solar for their home. And we're promoting as part of this to go solar with storage so that we can have that resilient energy structure set up at at each person's home. We're hoping to get a, a really good turnout for it. We're starting to hear more and more, and we're even starting to see more of these permit requests coming in for people to install battery storage at their homes. And so it's a good way for us to promote the message on both, not just clean energy, but also having this energy resilient capability by having storage at home, storing that excess energy so you can use it at night when the peak hours kick in. And there's a lot of win-wins for, for that type of setup for residents to, to get on board with here in Irvine and help us you know, as part of our, our climate journey as well. It's a key piece of it. Is there any focus on underserved communities that might need additional support? to achieve those investments? One of the things we're looking at is how we can set up more of this community microgrid. So looking at our areas that might be in Title I school district areas or near where we would have an emergency response center so we can set up a critical care type of framework to serve those populations, looking at where we have multi-unit housing developments where they may not have their own solar storage EV charging set up there at the complex, but close enough in proximity to a school or one of our community centers where we do have those resources paired. So that's something that we're exploring and resulting from our energy plan and what we'll be looking at through our climate initiative. And there are resources available on the utility side of things. OC Power Authority will mirror that as well as far as offering discounted rates and incentives for low-income customers and elder care, senior care, you know, those type of rates and programming are still available. So we definitely want to keep that in place and augment it where we can. Is there anything that you think would be targeted specifically towards businesses? The Energy Coalition helping with that to secure some funding from the Public Utilities Commission to support businesses and eventually for the community as well for these types of programs to give those rebates to help ease that transition. That's something we'll definitely keep out there. We do have with the OC Power Authority, the 100% renewable energy was the default service for all the customers, and that does include our commercial and business sector. So we're hoping that will help businesses align with this goal as well, that they can be part of this movement by selecting and keeping that 100% renewable default. OC Power Authority is putting together a badge or a seal for the the businesses to be able to display proudly that they are powered by 100% renewable energy. We do have here in the city a green business certification. It's, It's a way for businesses to incorporate sustainability into their daily operations and then for us as a city to recognize them and give them some kudos for making the effort and going through the programs and really improving the sustainability of their business.
Sona, thank you so much for joining us today. I really look forward to learning about the progress of this program and initiative and learning how it will impact uh, future communities that would like to do a similar initiative. Remember that reducing your energy use today means securing a safer, more affordable, and sustainable tomorrow. For more information on energy efficiency opportunities that can help you save energy and money, visit SoCalREN.org or call 877-785-2237.